just when you thought it was safe to go back into the water, another Westminster Impact podcast episode lands. Hello, and thank you again for joining us once more as we delve into the people and ideas that are making a positive change to the world, all moulded here at the University of Westminster. Hold on there, Brett. This time around, we've decided to give you a completely different episode, something special to commemorate the end of this series of podcasts. If you're listening to our last instalment, you'll know that today we have a student takeover led by the fantastic Samia Roman, a final year BSc accounting student and WWC ambassador at Westminster. She and her guests are going to give the inside track as to what life is like right now for a Westminster student, looking back on her studies and how the past year has literally flipped the academic journey upside down. Yeah, but in a typically resilient way, Samia and her friends highlight just how much has still been possible during lockdown, and especially how their well-being has been supported by the university. It's a great insight, so we hope you enjoy hearing straight from the voices of the students themselves. And like we said, this also brings to a close this series of the Westminster Impact podcast. We will be returning after a short summer break, where we will have so much more to update you on. And a little later in the episode, you'll be hearing from us about some of the things to look forward to over the coming year. Brilliant, Amar. And if you would like to get in touch to suggest content for the new series or even be involved on the podcast yourself, as ever, get in touch at impact-podcast at westminster.ac.uk. We're monitoring our inbox all throughout the summer, so take the chance to message us and get involved. Right, we better stop talking and pass over to our students. Over to you, Samir. Hello listeners and welcome to another episode on the Westminster Impact Series. My name is Simia and I'll be the host of this episode today. This special segment will be a little different compared to the usual as this will be a student takeover episode. This is where students will get to talk about their overall university life at Westminster and how it has positively affected them. Just an intro to myself, I'm a final year accounting student and have recently finished my final exams. And joining with me on this episode are two very special guests who are also going to talk about the overall university life as students at Westminster. So please do introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Yasmin. I'm a final year English literature and history student. Hello, everyone. My name is Elise. I'm a final year law student and your incoming vice president of postgraduate education. Firstly, it is so nice to meet you both. And how have you guys been doing recently? Great. I've been busy, uh, honestly. So I just submitted my last coursework uh, two days ago. Yeah, we love to hear that. And also, I think for me as well, like I submitted my exam like a few weeks ago and because everything was online, it was a bit stressful, but uh, we made it this far. So I'm really happy for myself as well. But um, since we're on the topic of online learning, uh, we have all been learning during the pandemic for the past year and a half. And because we have all switched to online learning, how do you feel that experience has been for you? And how do you feel it has affected you in that sense? To be very honest with you, um, at first I thought I wouldn't be able to learn online at all because obviously naturally we're all like all of our lives, throughout our lives, we've been taught in person on campus, you know, throughout primary school, secondary school, sixth form and then university obviously. But not going to lie, in September, yeah, I kind of struggled. But then afterwards I started to realise that I like to learn online more because I can focus more on learning online because during the lecture there are a lot of distractions 
the biggest being what am I going to eat after the lecture I'm joking but um I think the biggest thing that I struggled with during this year was the isolation that came with online learning rather than learning itself because obviously when you're on campus you have your peers your friends to help you out and just looking at them being you know passionate about the same subject as you it just motivates you naturally yeah definitely being completely online and just sitting in your room and learning without having physical contact with those people it's it's quite difficult to actually focus and um you know there are times when you just feel so lonely yeah I do that's what I struggled with the most just the idea just the isolation basically it wasn't learning itself yeah I definitely agree with you in that sense because I feel like I have been isolated for like the past few months especially in the beginning of the pandemic where we had to like all stay at home so it did kind of get frustrating because I do enjoy going outdoors and just like having that you know that face-to-face interaction with other people so it was hard to adjust but eventually I did get used to it and you know as time passed by it became something normal to me and I got used to online learning so it has its pros and cons because um, I myself as well I do prefer online learning as well because it gives me more time to learn and just to you know just have my own time without rushing to other places and how about you Yasmin how do you feel it has affected you like during this past half and like one year and a half I mean this year and a half has been unprecedented for all of us I mean the last the last pandemic was what in 1920 so no one alive currently has like gone through something like this and I agree with you guys in this like originally it was really alienating and it was really hard to get to terms with your work and professional life merging together but as like the year went on and as we got more comfortable with third year it became a kind of like good experience because I feel like it made us come out of our comfort zones in like a really ironic way like yeah completely different people like I personally can say that the beginning of um the beginning of the pandemic to where I am now I have like two different people yeah I can totally resonate with that (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely I think the pandemic kind of gave us all the time to slow down and have that peace of mind that we were all literally dying to have in our lives for the past few years so it has kind of given it that slow pace and now all of a sudden life is getting back on that fast track fast track and it's kind of difficult to like you know get on it it's like a treadmill basically just all of a sudden someone has sped it up and I am honestly unable to like keep up with the speed but you know honestly being positive and pessimistic about optimistic about it all and just going ahead with that mindset it's really important to just have you know that focus yeah definitely I agree I feel like for me it has been a moment of reflection for the past few months it made me realize my strengths and weaknesses and how I can improve on that and things like that and I feel like it just made me a better person like, I feel more I feel like I've taken this away with more knowledge and more experience and I'm making the most out of my my time and like approaching opportunities where I feel like last year if the pandemic didn't happen I wouldn't have done that as much so I feel more motivated and more like determined to like find opportunities and just try my best and just 
just make the most out of my life you know that's yeah. me with uh LinkedIn just touching upon what you said about opportunities as well because obviously um the first few months of the lockdown it was quite difficult to find opportunities because those were the months when uh internships summer schools vacation schemes usually take place and not having anything available it was really important to you know start networking with people online because to like pretty much everyone was on the same boat yeah and I think I have utilized LinkedIn so much over the last year that now I know so many people um I've connected with so many people and have you know my network is so wide compared to how it was before coronavirus and that has kind of because like obviously it brought a lot of opportunities I am usually the type of person who goes and grabs the opportunities but the pandemic gave me the opportunity to look at other areas of law as well I'm speaking from a law student's perspective yeah I agree um so I do feel that like especially since everything was online networking has become much more common now compared to before because as we were all staying at home, most of us have gone through online platforms such as LinkedIn, through social media, to find other opportunities as, you know, um, things that are like usually done physically or face-to-face, like they're all closed down. Like for example, as an accounting student, from my point of view, most of the accounting firms closed down and it made it really difficult for me to find internships during my second year. But through LinkedIn, I found so many opportunities such as um, internship experiences, like for like an online company called Bright Network. And mm-hmm. they helped me just with like learning how to do marketing and accounting. It's not just accounting, there were like a wide variety of sectors where I could learn different modules. And I feel grateful for that because, um, yeah, it made me learn more things other than just accounting and it expands my variety of skills. So I think that's a bonus yeah yeah and we don't really have you know now we don't have an excuse to not attend networking events because it's all online so you can't say oh it's too far for me I can't travel there or it basically clashes with another event you can kind of with online learning and online networking you can balance all of it together yeah exactly and I feel like um, it does make it easier for people who want to stay at home so because they don't have to leave they don't have to like have to make effort to get dressed and go to the office they can just stay within their home and just be on the computer and then just relax after it ends which I think is also good for our mental health as well because we all need a break sometimes especially as students um but yeah um so as we were on the topic of opportunities earlier um I've heard that both of you also participated um in different extracurricular extracurricular activities in university um for example both of you were founders of the TechMate Society right so I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how was the experience in creating a new society and how has the university supported you in terms of like funding and training honestly it was a very straightforward and smooth process uh, we were both in our first year when we started this and um many people don't know but Yasmin and I went to the same sixth form and school so and we used to honestly we were the biggest fans of card games and board games and we kind of, you know, realized that we didn't really fit in any of the societies at university. And that's when we decided to just go for it and like create our own society. Spoke to the Students' Union and 
within a few weeks we just had our own society and honestly obviously like as first year students we felt a bit intimidated and you know we were like should we even start it we we're just first year students but I think that was the best decision for us that we started in first year and didn't wait for second year to come yeah I'm really glad that it went well and also I was just curious like with you Yasmin how do you feel it has um like expanded your um knowledge in terms of skill and experience when it when it came to founding the society and organizing it I mean, being in that position has increased the amount of confidence. I feel like for me personally and for everyone that was running the society as well, I think it's an amazing experience professionally as well because we we wrote this in our CVs and it's amazing experience and it shows how we work together as a team when we work independently and our organisational skills. So all in all, I feel like it's an amazing, it was an amazing opportunity. And one um, tip I'd like to give to our listeners, if you're in first year, don't be afraid to take those opportunities. Just go for it. If there is something that you want, go for it. Don't be afraid. No one is going to bite you or anything. <laughs> go for it. Because honestly, um, first year is the best time to start any society. And then, you know, in the second year, you can continue being on the committee. And um, third year, you can even you can still be on the committee and focus on other stuff because third year personally I don't think third year allowed me to focus on anything other than uh exams and coursework. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah I can agree with you on that but yeah. um I do yeah I do agree, agree with you so my motto would be if there's an opportunity always go for it because you never know it might be the last chance you could approach this opportunity. Yeah I agree definitely as first year second year or even final year students definitely do consider this opportunity as Westminster provides a lot of opportunity opportunities so it'll be good for you to just expand your networks to boost your confidence skills and just like any other skills that they provide because it'll be so useful in the workplace as well and the employers will see that you've actually been active during your three years or four years um, in university so definitely do take that into consideration as well. <music> Well, we hope you are enjoying hearing from the students, but before we pass you back, we wanted to quickly tell you about some of the most exciting developments to keep your eye on over the summer and into the new academic year. There are two major capital projects in the pipeline here at the university, namely the redevelopment of 29 Marylebone Road and the Soho Poly Theatre, which regular listeners will be familiar with from episode five. So over the coming months, we will be designing and launching a 29 Marylebone campaign page a place where you'll be able to learn all about the site and its goal to become the entrepreneurial hub for the university, welcoming London's business and vibrant community and to catalyse the revival of the post-pandemic capital. In line with the university's history as a disruptive and inclusive institution, it will offer the opportunity for digital workshops and upskilling alongside award-winning enterprise education to all at Westminster. With the tools and the know-how, we hope our students and alumni will go on to land exciting roles across the world or disrupt markets of innovative business concepts. Naturally, with such ambitious goals, there is so much intricate detail that cannot possibly be done justice here and is still being developed. Moreover, this also provides the window of opportunity for you, whether you might be an entrepreneur, a London-based employee within an organisation interested in young people's employability, or even an alumni from an underrepresented background to become part of the makeup of this exciting redevelopment. 
If you'd like to get in touch to discuss this further, please contact us at development at westminster.ac.uk. As stated, we also have the Soho Polytheatre, the iconic performing arts and music venue that led the way several decades ago in disruptive and grassroots arts performance. It has now been rediscovered and revived for today's society, promoting underprivileged voices and placing itself front and centre of the central London community to provide opportunities for all to interact with vibrant theatre and music. In a world that has been desperately lacking in intimate and thought-provoking performing arts over the past year, this space will look to reflect the old theatre's heritage, as well as being a champion for our new breed of artistic talent. As it now enters the refurbishment stage, there are so many ways that you can place your mark on the site for future generations and donate to its rebirth. If you'd like to discover how you or your organisation would like to be part of this space, again, let us know at development at westminster.ac.uk. There's so many other programmes and opportunities that we're looking forward to sharing over the next series, but if you simply can't wait, do make sure to head over to our website or follow the university's social media channels to keep your finger on the pulse of a fast moving progression. But for now, back to the students. Yasmin, I also heard that you also took part as being a school representative for the LAS. So um, what could you explain what the LAS is and how has that experience developed your skills and knowledge for job opportunities? Yeah, so the LAS is one of the branches of um, the University of Westminster. It's, it was an amazing networking experience. I feel like the university gives us so many chances to get paid experience and to also build our networks. Because of, especially because of the pandemic now, I can't imagine how the first years are going through socializing and everything like that. But opportunities like this make it so easy to meet new people and to meet individuals who are amazing and you make so many lifelong friends yeah and it also looks it also looks amazing on your cv because it shows you take initiative and you um so that you're capable and that you're responsible and you can multitask with your like uni actual uni degree alongside being a representative for all your peers and all the students under your school yeah definitely um yeah to expand on that um could you briefly explain uh your responsibilities as a school representative and um were there any examples of uh like students that had to that asked you any questions where you represented them effectively yeah sure so um our experiences were were primarily reporting any issues that students or teachers had at a higher level that haven't been addressed by the course representatives. So our role was basically to act as like a leeway or midpoint for both teachers and students to actually resolve issues to make the university experience better for everybody. And Samia, I've heard that you've also represented Westminster as an ambassador for the Westminster Working Cultures Programme. Um, how has this developed your knowledge or skills and how has it enhanced your job opportunities? Yeah, so for me, for me, um, so how I started through this is that I joined the Westminster Working Cultures Programme and this is a five day programme where I get to speak to people from like employers from different sectors and from different countries as it's more international based. 
Um, usually you would go abroad, but because of the pandemic, it was all online. However, um, I was still able to ask questions to different employees through Microsoft Teams. And I'm grateful for that because I learned a lot about different sectors and how I can make my way through um, different opportunities. If, like, for example, say I'm doing accounting, but if I ever want to have a career change, then this would be helpful for me because I get to know more about how the industry works in different sectors, such as marketing or even media or dance and things like that. And so through that, it did give me more of an international awareness and just just expanding my awareness within the industries as well. Um, but yeah, after that five day period ended, um, one of the hosts of the program or the organizer, Tiani, um, she actually um, offered me a position to be an ambassador for the Westminster Working Cultures or WWC for short. And basically through that, I mean, obviously I, I accepted because I've never been an ambassador before. So this was like a new experience for me. And so to represent a program that I feel that is very effective for everyone, I, of course, I wanted to accept. Um, but yeah, through that, um, through as an ambassador, um, I basically represented the program by through social media, because I was more on the social media side. So this helps me learn how to market the program through social media, such as how to create a video, how to edit things such as audio and my responsibilities included like chairing a meeting with other team members uh, who were also ambassadors and just networking with other people on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and just promoting the program through WhatsApp, WhatsApp group chats, through LinkedIn, and just making sure that I spread more awareness about the program as well. And yeah, I think that's just where I think this is very important for students to consider as well, if you want to improve your international awareness skills, especially if you want to work abroad, because um, you will know more about the culture and how industries work in um, different countries. And also just about how to market through social media, because marketing is also a big thing, especially through different events and businesses, it's like a requirement. So it's definitely an important thing to consider because it boosts your communication skills, your organization skills and your confidence as well. So students who are listening to this, definitely do your research, apply for the Westminster Working Coaches Program if possible. Um, hopefully next year, it's all like you can go abroad instead of online because there's a whole different list of countries where you can go to such as Shanghai, Dubai, Toronto. Like why would you want to miss that? It's such a good opportunity. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so continuing on, I remember earlier we mentioned about mental health and how it's a very important um, factor to consider. So as we have mental health services within university, um, I just want to ask you how important do you think it is to have mental health services in general within university and why do you th why do you think it's important essentially in order to be functioning humans we need to have our mental health um nurtured and cared for so i feel like the the fact that the university has these services available is amazing and the fact that they're easy it's easy to use and it's it's advertised is really useful yeah definitely i, I, I completely agree yeah i completely agree with what yasmin has said and Apart from utilising the services that are provided within the university, I think it's also important that us as individuals, we as individuals do 
take actions as well. So, you know, although the general perception of mental illness has improved over the past decades, the stigma around mental health is still powerful, largely due to media stereotypes and lack of education. So it's important that we as individuals take steps as well. And that, you know, that includes showing individuals respect and acceptance and advocating within our circles of influence and obviously learning more about mental health and just educating ourselves and then educating people around us. Yeah, exactly. I 100% completely agree with that. And honestly, it's okay to open up because there are people who do care and who will look out for the best for you. And also it's good to have that in university as well since mental health issues are, it's like a rising topic as well. And it continues to increase, but with these services, it will just help people overall. And I'm glad it's doing that because I feel like if it was 10 years ago, it wouldn't it wouldn't yeah, have been so effective and it would have Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it would have been so bad. But I'm so glad that's a thing now and how it's helping people. And just seeing people flourish after feeling so much better, yeah. it just makes me happy and warms my heart, honestly. But I think yeah, it's definitely. also important talk about these issues throughout the year and not just wait for mental health week to address mental health issues yeah. so it's not a trend it's not exactly you know, it's not something that trends on twitter or social instagram it is something that basically mental health basically doesn't follow any trend so it's important that we do talk about these issues throughout the year and let our friends know that we're here for them whenever they need us and obviously then you know the university provides services we have um welfare officers yeah and on that topic uh, I just want to ask how do you feel mental health has affected you in terms of blending your personal life and your academic life oh yeah we'll start with you Yasmin (laughs) yeah I mean in in a year that's been completely alienating and just merged and blurred all our boundaries and all our lines together I feel like we had to relearn how to deal with our mental health because we didn't have escape, like forms of escapism where we could go and hang out with our friends or where we could go and go to a cafe or go for a walk. It was like a period where we had to stay at home for an extended period of time. So once, once like personally, once I got to grips with that, I was able to create a new routine that was forced upon me by the pandemic, but we move. It was it was an experience. Uh, yeah, definitely. How about you, Elise? My story is quite uh, different than Yasmin's. It's so I had, uh, I've been struggling with anxiety for a very long time, and before I even started university, so I think around GCSE slash A levels time, and um, I think the lockdown allowed me to slow down and think about it properly. And as I mentioned earlier it basically um, taught me that there's no shame in asking for help. And that's what I did at the start of this academic year. I was literally like, you know what, let's just get this out of the way. Let's get the help. Yeah, I agree. And for me in that sense, uh, I'm just gonna briefly talk about how, you know, the pandemic did affect me at the beginning. I did feel, like I mentioned earlier, I did feel a bit isolated because um, I had to stay at home for a few months. And because I'm used to going out, like just taking a walk and things like that and just meeting friends. So staying at home was a bit strange. So, and I did feel a bit down. Like after that, I felt like my energy was like disappearing or something. But thankfully, um, 
I was able to just not just mental health services in university, but just also speaking to people and just like opening up about my issues and things like that, how it's becoming a problem. Um, I do think uh, it was very important for me to talk to people because it did help me eventually. They got to help me and it did improve me mentally as the yeah. months passed by, especially with my exams and just personal problems as well. So it all, it all really starts with just that one conversation. But um, yeah, so and to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to our episode today and be sure to stay tuned to our upcoming episodes, which is coming this autumn on the Westminster Impact Series. Take care and see you all soon. Bye. And as Samir stated, that is the end of the student takeover and this series. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat with so many incredible alumni, staff and students about the happenings at this wonderful university. We hope you have found it as enlightening and inspirational as we have. Yeah, and as we have stated a million times, if you would like to learn more about any of the projects and programmes here at Westminster or how you might be able to contribute philanthropically to them and support our students, please do contact us at development at westminster.ac.uk. So have a lovely summer break and thanks again to Simia and Co for their takeover. Until next time.